Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Kia ora. For Eyewitness and RNZ, I'm Justin Gregory. 2016 sees the curtain go up on the brand new ASB Waterfront Theatre in Auckland, home to the Auckland Theatre Company. ATC, as they're known, will celebrate their 25th birthday in 2017, but throughout their history, they've had to hire venues to stage their productions. Opening their own theatre is a significant milestone in the life of what has become the largest professional theatre company in New Zealand's biggest city. But ATC rose out of the ashes of Auckland's original professional theatre company. In 1992, a sudden financial crisis caused the Mercury Theatre to close in dramatic fashion. Actor Simon Prest was there, and he recalls that day. Upstairs in the smaller theatre called The Gods, we were doing a play called, rather ominously, Glorious Ruins. And simultaneously on the main stage, we were doing The Roast Tattooed by um, Tennessee Williams. I was a, a company member, and I was, would do the early show and then rush downstairs afterwards and do the later show. I was preparing, um, pre- preparing myself for the uh, early show of Glorious Ruins, when um, all these men in suits came came running down the stairs into the dressing room and they asked us to collect up our personal belongings and leave the building. All of us, I guess it must have been 50 or 60 people, ended up standing outside with our personal belongings and they'd closed the theatre. It was a, a shocking, a shocking thing to go through, really. Auckland's only professional theatre has closed. The news broke nationally within hours. The Mercury Theatre was shut down last night with the actors and staff being evicted by security guards and the main door locked behind them. The board of the theatre company had earlier resigned after it was unable to pay wages and meet other outstanding debts. The two shows that we are currently running have been disasters. Their attendance, their box office has been way, way down and in this business if you have that situation you can lose a lot of money very quickly. Those shows have lost $150,000 between them, possibly a bit more than that. Because of that, we were rapidly into a position where we couldn't meet our obligations. The company had certainly noticed the small houses they were playing to, but still, Simon says he never saw it coming. When you're an actor, you do, you know, you do the acting, and the, uh, the management of the, of the company is not your really concern. I mean, you can tell that, well, a lot of people came to see that play, or mm, we didn't get many to see this. And I think it's true to say that by the early 1990s, Auckland was going through a change. The Atea Centre had just been built. New musicals from overseas were coming through. Uh, The Mercury relied on those mid-year musicals to subsidise the rest of the programme. And if they should not deliver, then um, it really put the whole operation at risk. Once the board found out that it was in a certain position... It couldn't continue. It legally couldn't continue. As the days went by and no new information emerged, the blame game got going. The powers that be at the Mercury 
who'd known about this financial situation for some time didn't even bother to sit down with those people and tell them the reason why they were being removed from the theatre. There's been a, like a cloak of secrecy around the financial situation. We've endeavoured to approach the board to meet with them and find out exactly what the situation is, but of course that invitation hasn't been accepted. I was not at all well prepared for you know a sudden uh, instant redundancy it, it left a lot of people in a very precarious position and of course you know it wasn't as if we could go and work at the next professional theatre company in Auckland because there wasn't one. I'm <clears throat> deeply sympathetic with the staff of course it did happen like that but it was the question of, of liabilities being incurred the financial uh, affairs of Mercury are in a, in a rather murky state at the moment. We kept meeting as a company for the next week because it wasn't clear whether or not the company was going to go into liquidation. It was possible that it could uh, trade its way out of the position that it was in. And so for about seven days we kept on meeting until finally the, um, the word came through that it was going to be placed into liquidation. Alric Hooper from Christchurch's Court Theatre sympathised with the Mercury's plight. Who knows what the public wants? It's a gamble nearly all the time. You put on a play and you think that the audience will flock and they don't, and you put on another play which you think, well, this will please the conoscenti, and you pack it out. We really have got to find out whether Aucklanders do want a professional theatre. They say they do when there's a crisis, but if they don't actually come and put those bums on their seats and pay their dollars to see it, it's, it's just lip service, isn't it? It was in 1968 that the Mercury Theatre Company took over and renamed the old King's Theatre off Karangahape Road. They would stay there for the next 28 years, putting on a dozen different shows a year. There was a lot conspiring against the future of the Mercury, but it had survived tough times before. Did its latest troubles really mean its time was up? Simon says yes. Emphatically yes, because you know you don't close successful, popular, um, thriving theatre companies. The action had moved downtown and it was just impossible for the Mercury in that form carrying the, that amount of wages to turn things around in time. It just couldn't do it. The Mercury Theatre Company had survived for a generation in a city and a country that preferred its drama on its sports fields. It had staged plays, operas, musicals and premiered works by Kiwi writers like Greg McGee, Roger Hall, Renee and Maurice Shadbolt. The company had nurtured and grown many of our best actors, singers, directors, designers and technicians. The Mercury had mattered. When it went dark for the final time, Simon and the company marked its demise in the traditional manner. That night, a very vivid night in my memory, this it was like a huge wake where everyone got extremely drunk, people singing songs, and <laughs> it's very vivid in my memory. It was at that party that former Mercury director Raymond Hawthorne set Simon on a new path. Raymond pointed to me across the room and said, that man could run a theatre company. He could see in me something which I couldn't see in me. If something could, could be made out of this ghastly situation that we had all found ourselves in, then in some way uh, I was on the case. And I thought, well, sure, Raymond. Simon Prast and a tiny team set about building what would become the Auckland Theatre Company. They knew right from the start that there were some things that they wouldn't do. We wouldn't have a home venue. We're not going to be that sort of theatre company. And we really had to make do with, with, with what we had, learning from the experience, I guess, of what we'd just been through.
we spent a lot of time in that first year talking, and there was a lot of talking to be done. What is the, going to be the first thing, and where are you going to do it, and when? And so once you go from this, that great big, you know, the great big idea to, okay, we open here and now with this, that wasn't an easy thing, you know, because a lot of, a lot of things had to happen. And what it, what it ended up with was Love Locks Ring Run was a world premiere of a new New Zealand play, and we did it in a season with Daughters of Heaven. So we did two plays at once, a New Zealand season. So from day one, we sort of had the, you know, the seed of what, what it would become. And that was what the first year from March the 19th, 1992 to March the 19th, 1993. It was actually a year to the day from when the Mercury closed to when we opened the doors at the watershed of Lovelock's Dream Run. The new ATC was up and running, and despite some wobbles, it kept on going. Simon spent a decade as its producer before leaving to run the inaugural Auckland Arts Festival. Now I look back on that as being one of the great adventures of my life, um, to have a sense of mission, an ever clearer sense of what it could be because when we started the old jokes about Auckland and and yogurt what's the difference you know at least yogurt's got living culture you know there are a lot of things which were conspiring against professional theatre company in Auckland in those early days it was making the case on stage you could say and do whatever you like but it was the work on stage that really had to cut cut the mustard it wasn't just about putting on plays the Mercury had an obligation to the profession, if you like, of providing opportunities for people who had been in there a long time and people who were just making their debut, so that you'd always keep on feeding the profession. And so, you know, eventually we were able to uh, introduce a second unit program, programs for new writing, all the, all the things which I think a theatre company should be beyond the sign a contract, put on a play, thanks for coming. Continuity of artistic contribution. As the Koromato is the mayor of this beautiful place, I would like to, on behalf of you all, formally declare open. ATC's new Waterfront Theatre opened in September of 2016, and Billy Elliot the musical, the first show in the new venue, goes up in October. Simon Prast will be in the audience, as will many of the early heroes of the company. Simon's sure that none of them will be looking back in anger at the closure of the Mercury Theatre. Next year it will be 25 years, and that's what a generation. I think that it t would take a generation to go from less than zero standing out there on the street and outside the Mercury to outside this, this beautiful, and it is a beautiful theatre down there in the Viaducts. There are times when you have great periods of, of continuity and everything suits, but then things change gear. The fact that something good came of that I just, I'm, I'm so proud, I'm so proud of everyone, and I don't have bitter thoughts about it. It was the beginning, not an end. Everyone who ever bought a ticket or whoever was in a play, you know, we all work for ATC. When that venue opens, I think that we should all just take a moment to acknowledge it, because, you know, in my lifetime, I can remember them going down and pulling His Majesty's down in the dead of night, you know. I've been through the closure of Theatre Corporate and the Mercury, and so my experience has been, in this town, we close theatres, we pull down theatres. The fact that that is opening, that we're building a structure in Auckland that is going to be a theatre, I think it's an amazing thing. I think it, I'm so proud for the company, I'm so proud for the city.
You've been listening to Eyewitness on RNZ National. If you enjoyed this story, please write a review or rate us on iTunes. You can subscribe or listen to every Eyewitness podcast on iTunes or at radionz.co.nz forward slash series. And while you're there, we'd invite you to dip into any of the other RNZ podcasts. Eyewitness was written and presented by me, Justin Gregory, and engineered by Adrian Holley. Kakite anō. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.